for me, that has been life-changing. And it was Katie, psychic medium, who said on one of my readings, one of my final readings, at the, I think it was the end of last year, Spirit was holding up a microphone that you need to start a podcast. And here I am. So, so, so it's building on what you're saying about people using their voices. Is also creating a safe space for that. Mm. Because this was a frequent conversation that we had when I was away in 100 Human Experience in, in October, was that you wouldn't have these conversations with people around the water cooler or the coffee machine at work. Yeah. Because it's not safe. Yeah. But when you're in that environment, you're, whatever comes out, you know, can be contained. Yeah. And I think that is, I think that's critical for, for that, you know, for, for the, reversal or whatever you want to call it of the self-silencing yeah you know to, to kind of is create if you don't have a safe space to, to speak go and find one or like you've done create one hello and welcome to behind the mother mask i'm your host annie breen registered nutritional therapist, master NLP practitioner, and transformational coach for exhausted mums who don't feel enough. My mission with this podcast is to lead with vulnerability by starting to lift the psychological mask you wear each day that protects you and others from the stuff that's hard to explain and talk about. It's about sharing from the middle not just the open wounds or the healed scabs, but the messy middle. Let's go for honesty over perfection. Because I believe when you transform yourself, you automatically transform your relationships and parenting by passing down wisdom, not wounds. So if you're up for that, you definitely don't need to do it alone. I'm here to lead you on what could be the greatest adventure of your life, behind the mother mask, back home to yourself. So hello and welcome to this very special episode 28. And I am joined <laughs> by my husband, Dan. Yay! So I honestly don't know how this is going to go, but I think we're both equally unprepared and very prepared at the same time. <laughs> I mean, it's all in there somewhere, isn't it? It's, lived, we've lived it. It's all in there. And after doing last week's episode, which... Oh my goodness, if you haven't listened to it, please go back and listen. It was incredible, heartwarming, inspiring, emotional. I cried. Um, I did it on celebrating you and really put the focus on you and your reflections over 2022. And I think this is such a powerful thing to do, but I was so humbled that you shared them with me. So I thought we're going to do the same. And we're going to reflect over 2022 and we're going to go into a little bit more detail around certain kind of big areas of our lives, including our health and ourself and our own kind of personal development, our careers, parenting, which could be a whole episode and relationships, which could be three episodes. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to go with the kind of gorgeous model that is hardship hero and highlight because I just love it. And we're going to see how far we get. 
aren't we? Because we might have this might have to be a two parter, <laughs> or if we fall out and argue, <laughs> which won't happen. We're let we're a team. We do disagree quite a lot. Um, okay, so Dan, do you want to introduce yourself? What's your name? Where do you come from? <laughs> Blind date styling. Um, well, obviously I'm Dan. Um, um, Annie's husband. You were going to say but better half then, weren't you? Stopped myself. <laughs> I know him. Um, Bonnie's dad. Um, and um, sit still. Yeah, sorry. Sit still. We have squeaky chairs in this house. Um, and um, what, what else? What, what more do you want to know? That is plenty because it's all going to come out, isn't it? Let me let me ask you this question then. In a sentence or a couple of words, how would you describe 2022? Oh, um, <laughs> it's been a year of, oh, in one sentence, I think I'm just going to ramble here. It's been a year of massive growth, huge awakenings, also a huge amount of frustration as well. Yeah. Like, because we can both sort of see our vision for the future and we kind of, we're both a little bit impatient. We both want it now. Mm -hmm. um, but... It's, I know, yeah, it's been it's been a huge one of growth, awakening, and vision. You know, clarity as well. There's been a lot of clarity. Things have become a lot clearer between us, and and, and an alignment as well. We've certainly yeah. kind of aligned our visions, and actually, it's funny how the universe works. Oh God, isn't it just? <laughs> and and you know, I'm sure we'll get into this, but. Dan is very open-minded, but more logical where I'm more emotional and kind of out there on another planet quite happily, like ADHD, attention dialed into a higher dimension. That's where I like to live. Yeah. But you have seen the evidence, haven't you, of when you align um, what you want with your actions, with your vision, how the universe supports that and just the freaky stuff that happens. Yeah, yeah. And I think when you when you sort of when I look at it back going back to your higher dimension, yeah, you're very much kind of away with the unicorns and in the clouds and with the the, the sparkly sawdust. And I'm a little bit more down here on the sort of the earth with the the grounding of sometimes reality. Mm -hmm. But also I think it's it's a balance, you know, we we certainly balance each other out very well. We do. We do. And for me, um, 2022 has been a huge awakening it's been a huge period of growth in every aspect I think of our lives and for me the word or the summary the sentence that sums it up is new level new devil because as we are growing that shit that we still have to deal with comes up because we need to face that in order to expand and evolve. And I've really found that. And this is where the universe comes in. I feel like I've been kind of clouded by it. I have to face some of these things, whether they're ghosts in the walls or they're stuff that I've looked at in the past, but I haven't quite, you know, I've been consciously, logically aware of the lessons, but I haven't embodied them into my daily practice and my actions. And that's what I've really found 2022 to be so shall we get stuck into our, our health and ourself and personally I don't think you can separate the two so when I'm talking about health I'm talking about self and talking about personal development and self-awareness um shall I go first yes please yes. <laughs> ladies first. me first okay like Bonnie that's why Bonnie gets it from 
Yes. Out of the way, Danny. Me first. <laughs> Be the model. Um, <laughs> I don't know who the model and who the mirror is, really, with me and Bonnie. Um, but anyway, so I think my biggest hardship, and that was very much, it's a year ago, like that I had nearly a year ago that I had my ADHD diagnosis in January. And last year, this time last year was a dark period for me. I felt, and I've spoken about this, and I know you can go back and listen to my journey, but I felt like everything was falling apart and it did just feel really, really dark and I couldn't think straight. I was overwhelmed. That was kind of like my emotional home and my chronic kind of state of being. And I felt like everything was going wrong in every area. Like parenting was hard. My health wasn't good. I didn't feel good in my own skin. My career felt like it was falling apart. And, you know, we were under pressure because when we're not feeling good as individuals, that shows up in in our relationship. And also back then, um, I had the PMDD as well. We've kind of made jokes before that it's got a D in it. Everything that I have uh, or experiences a D in it, and I am married to a D, but let's call him the positive D in my life. Um, <laughs> so I was experiencing these kind of symptoms around my hormonal cycle where I would just go into this dark kind of roller coaster of despair before my period, but also the ADHD, which was very much triggered. I would say triggered the symptoms of since having COVID and the kind of post viral issues that came with that. And ultimately it was the nervous system. It felt like my nervous system was disconnected and falling apart. So that was really, really hard. And last Christmas was really dark. But coming into 2022, that's when things started to change because I had this new knowledge. And again, like when I had recovered from some of my substance addictions, I felt the same when I had the diagnosis. I'm left with myself. What now? And that kind of what now is what took me on the the next kind of chapter of my journey And this is where we get into the hero. So who was the hero at that point? Joe Gamble is who I went to for support. So for me, I'm innately naturopathically minded. So for me, I wanted to understand the ADHD, but also I was not going to accept the symptoms. So there were symptoms I was experiencing that uh, uh, that was not my destiny. Like I was not happy to just kind of, oh, well, I'm always going to be irritable or not be able to focus or my emotions will be up and down I was not gonna just accept that whereas going through that process of working with Joe and balancing my hormones what I was left with was me if that makes sense so underneath all the hormone imbalance and the um, nutrient deficiencies and all the things I uncovered from working with her once addressed which I have to say I would say I'm like 70 percent more improved would you say there's still room for oh, me oh no one's perfect no i mean but the the but the percentage in which oh, yeah. it's like it's oh, yeah. night and day oh, massive it's night and day so now kind of what i'm left with is me and whether you call it adhd or whether you call that annie or whatever you fucking call it that is me and i'm very happy with that and i always kind of look at health as something we're always honoring and working on like it's not a destination so working with joe doing the functional testing getting the supplements bang on and understanding me balancing my hormones that has been profound 
Dan, you've been a hero because you're by my side and you believe in me. You can have it any other way. <laughs> and also, I'd just like to point out here, um, she's a she's been a hero throughout all of these areas of my life but my friend Jen because we speak to each other most weeks and she's just a massive support and we get each other and we just chat and I'm so grateful and she's very inspiring and some of the people she's worked with I've ended up working with and we kind of helped each other and we've been there through the the highs and the lows and honestly like she's someone you can just be yourself or I felt I could be myself in front of and no judgment and and she never tells me what to do but she can give me like some wake-up calls um so yeah I think the big influences in my health has definitely been Joe Gamble you and Jen and me where I've kind of been an influence or a model I feel bonnie because you know whether you call me a neurotic nutritional therapist mum or whatever like one of those mums I can see behind her behavior and when we talk about the parenting like this will be put into greater context but I could see that her deregulated mood was related to food not solely but that played a huge factor and being able to kind of support her the best I can body does not like anything green and it's really hard to get good quality protein and balance her blood sugar and balance her mood through food but just that awareness us knowing food and mood has a huge influence oh my goodness has helped and I did go on to see a nutritional therapist that works with children and that was really really helpful as well to understand what was going on in her physiology and we did some testing that was influencing her mood I'm not saying we've been able to do loads from knowing that information but again it's just the awareness and that has made a massive difference as well so I like to think I'm an influencer Dan I kind of um I bought Dan with his own money (laughs) (laughs) a um a place on Tony Riddle's 100 Human Experience Yeah, just last month, wasn't it? Was it October? October. End of October, yeah. You can maybe talk about that. I will. It's in, it's in my list. Oh, all right. Okay, cool. Um, so I'll let him talk about that. But, you know, I could see that that was perfect for him. And, you know, sometimes we might touch on this, but Dan and I know what our priorities are. So even if we are slightly inhibited or financially, what's the word, under pressure, (laughs) we know that these things, what to invest in that are going to give us the biggest bang for a buck, you know, that are going to really serve us long term. That weekend wasn't massively expensive, but I think it was just taking that jump. It could have been something that we just didn't do, but what it gave Dan was like massive and, and I'll let him talk about that. And then the highlight for me, we are definitely going to have to do this in two parts, aren't we? Because this is like the Andy show. Um, the highlight <laughs> is the Andy show. Yeah. No, it's, the, it's about all of us, okay? Um, the highlight for me is exactly what the hardship was, and it's the ADHD and PMDD symptoms. So PMDD, I do not suffer with anymore. 
I remember when I had Natalie Herbert on my podcast, someone on Instagram felt the need to come on, as we do, um, and say that it's not possible to cure PMDD. We're giving out misinformation. I personally know that's a load of bollocks because I lived with it. Natalie was also diagnosed with it and it has gone. I do not suffer with the symptoms that I suffered with for a decade. And it wasn't until I was in my 30s that I realized that my menstrual cycle was related or was a factor in my mood and vice versa. It wasn't till recently, the last couple of years, two, three, maybe four years where I was studying nutrition. That was six, seven years ago. But I understood that this was to do with the fluctuations and it could be a factor. So it was quite late on and I've been suffering for a long time. That has now gone. And you can vouch for that, can't you? Don't get me wrong. I still have my hedgehog time in my luteal phase. Like I want to withdraw and just have that introspection, that quiet time. I get tired and I like some time to myself, but it does not go in those dark, despairing kind of rabbit holes of dark mood, which it did. And the ADHD, I couldn't think at the beginning of the year. And now to think I've launched my podcast and picked my business back up, I'm doing all right. And yeah, I still struggle um, with my focus, but I've learned to kind of change how I work. And I know myself so much more. I know that I'm driven by passion. I know that I'm quite spontaneous and impulsive, and that can be really good. So I think take away the hormone imbalance, I feel more balanced in myself and I feel happier embracing who I am and doing things my way so those have been huge and another big part of my health was the trauma release was doing more work around the transgenerational trauma and I actually did that or did a piece of that I've worked one-to-one with therapists and had various talking therapies and NLP and this kind of thing Um, but to add to that I did some work around equine or special it was a very special I would say technique that is unique to this lady and her herd of horses who works on transgenerational trauma so I work with some horses (laughs) and it was almost like a constellation and it was profound and maybe I will talk about that another time but that had a a huge impact on me So I think the big thing with the health is understanding that we see things as we are, not as they are. And we have to honor ourselves, don't we? We have to acknowledge and have that awareness around our health and what we need and we can't separate the two. And ultimately, everything comes from us. It starts with us. So we're feeling like shit. That's going to show up in our parenting, in our career, in our relationships, And having that vision that Dan and I have both done now has been life changing in terms of our emotional state and our energy and us being on the same page and believing we can have what we want and actually shifting our focus more from away from the problem, what's going wrong, but towards what we want. And that really feeds into this new level, new devil sounds funny but when I look back on my health journey I needed to get COVID I needed to have that experience I needed my nervous system to fall apart to rebuild myself this is just my mindset but I do believe that has happened for a reason because what I've got from it is way more I would never have got that if I hadn't had those experiences and I absolutely love where I am now and I think that is the point and it ain't perfect but it's 
it's my truth. It's honest. And it's on the path that I want to be on. And before I get totally on my soapbox, I'm going to shut the fuck up and let you do yours on your health and self. Or have you got anything to add? <laughs> have I forgotten anything? Um, <laughs> probably. Sure, I'll come back to you. But um, I was going to say, this is rare me getting a word in, but it's actually, I tend to sort of, well, just, we'll come on to this. I'm sure we'll come on to it on relationships. But anyway, <laughs> um, so health, health hardship for me, I mean, it started off, I think at the beginning of the year, I lacked a lot of energy. Yeah. And not only was that, I think, physiological, I think I was emotional too. Um, and I came into the year feeling quite lethargic, fairly fatigued, and a little bit kind of like the whole weight of the world on my shoulders. So I was carrying a lot. So I think, and I knew, that, and also like one of the, one of the things that I, I I knew I lacked was a certain element of like amount of confidence compared to who I let's say who I was, you know, or what I was. I knew I was capable of in terms of putting myself out there and actually kind of being this confident man that could you know parent bonnie and you know um, be brave <laughs> yeah so i think those are the hardships coming into the year it, it, there was a, there was a huge there's a huge lack of physical activity which was for me growing up and was just a huge part of who i was like a huge part of my identity and i think that lack of sort of since certainly since sort of fatherhood i kind of really struggled with this little, idea of identity who am I now or who am I who have I ever you know who was I ever you know and that has been something that I kind of been in search of I think this year and that was certainly a hardship kind of trying to find my place kind of coming out of the woods of the still feel like I was kind of coming out of the woods of darker times of kind of like our sort of parenting journey as well um but speaking with you frequently and a lot you know Annie actually is not only like she's she's you know she's my wife best friend but also she's kind of like life coach as well she loves getting on a soapbox and start coaching me as well so you know it's it's a frequent occurrence for us is that we'll have these kind of conversations and Annie will kind of switch from like right this is what you need to do and I think she she's very good at kind of you're, you're very sorry she you're sat across the table from me you're very, again Pat's mother <laughs> you're very you're very good at kind of putting giving well helping me speak what I'm feeling and what I'm thinking you're actually kind of good at kind of dragging out what it is that I'm thinking so that helps with the coaching because you're able to kind of like vocalize what maybe is going on in my you know internal sort of systems and dialogues just on that though like I know that you be you've said that you find it hard to put words to emotions. So many people do. Well, I think as I, th- I think I will ca- we'll kind of come on to this as well. But I think that for men in particular, a lot of the time, I think a lot of the time we kind of maybe are feel like we are have been sort of silenced, mm. and to actually be able to use our voices. Mm. has almost been conditioned out of us for a very very long time Mm. you know let's take school for example or even like the generational patterns that we had where it was you know speak when you've spoken to because I remember that when I was growing up seen and not heard seen and not heard and you put your hand up yes you have to have permission to use your voice yeah and I think that carried forward into sort of adulthood fatherhood it's I don't know, the word I want to say is dangerous. Yeah. Because you, you look at all these, these 
statistics for, for men and, and suicide and a lot of the time well, I, I don't know I don't, I've not done the research but I imagine a lot of the times because they don't feel like they can use their voice they feel like they're in silence they feel like they're on their own they feel like they're trapped and actually mm-hmm. the, the ability to use their voice could be the thing that frees them so circling that background to sort of hardships I think for me not being able to kind of speak to how I'm feeling was was a was a definite hardship and that's been something that I've really kind of worked on kind of this year and and worked on actually voicing how I'm feeling and using my voice for for myself and I think that that fed into the sort of the the lack of physical activity not feeling like I could ask for the time to exercise ask for the time to you know go, go and do whatever it is I needed to do you know um, I love working with my hands. I've built a shed in the garden, you know. I've got plans to build loads more. Um, but just asking, feeling like I had to ask for permission to do things that would fulfil me mm. was always difficult, which when in a love relationship like we are, is not an issue, mm. you know. If I come to you and you say, and I say, I really need the time to do this, you're like, right, what can I do to help you? We, you know, we start planning together in order to give ourselves the time that we, that we both need and both crave. So, yeah, so that's the, the, that kind of, that was part of the emotional lows, I think that led into sort of the lack of energy, but then also moving into kind of like the hero is, is not only, again, I saw Joe Gamble as well. Yeah. And we did some functional tests and we realized that there's certain things that, you know, I, I need to supplement and supplement in a particular way um, so that actually we can look into, you'll know more about this, but they're actually looking into kind of my energy production cycle and there were kind of, you know, there were issues there and they were re- re- relatively easy fixes as well. And, and a lot of it, and again, a lot of it came back down to kind of gut health and and working on actually what I was eating and and having a good balance of. You don't need to put your hand up to speak. I'm just sorry because <laughs> Dan and I did the same test and mine was like a car crash and his was not too bad, um, but significant. There's some significant like information that you had that you could really action. But it was just funny, wasn't it? Because it was a bit of a competition. And I was the most fucked <laughs> up. But what's really interesting, just as an important note, we are all individual. We need to be treated individual because Dan and I eat pretty much the same thing. Um, our results were incredibly different. Our genetics are obviously different. There's so many our different our needs, you know, our hormones, all of this stuff. But it was so interesting to get that information and be able to actually honor it through diet and it put the ball back in our court that we could do these things knowing this insight of what's going on inside our body and how your body was responding to stress because you you were frustrated and it was stress but your body you know the resilience showed through as well because it was a lot of positives well yeah and I think when you bringing that one up as well there's there's that stress that that load I was carrying I guess you could you could say kind of you know it it came through as, you know, almost like depressive symptoms, you know, mm. lack of energy, lethargy. So I remember, you know, I just did not want to get out of bed anymore. I could have, I could have, could have slept in yeah. every single day. Yeah. Um, but now I jump out of bed. You get kicked out. I get kicked out. Yeah. That's that's that, that's <laughs> By where Bonnie, jump, not me. That's that's where the jump comes from because Bonnie, Bonnie, you know, demands she, a breakfast at a certain time. She's an interactive alarm clock, she isn't is. she? She is. So. So, you know, so, so here is to me, like, obviously, 
obviously Joe for helping me with the functional test and the, the, the supplement plan, the nutrition side of things. I mean, also in her, in her plans as well came, you know, with lifestyle things as well, lifestyle changes. And to be honest, they were, they were the hardest. And I think that's still kind of part of the sort of the difficulty, the work I've got to do yeah. in terms of, man, you could even say it's self-worth, you know, putting myself first to mm-hmm. actually put myself at the top of the tree and, and do the work that I need to do for me you know, simple things like exercise or, I mean, one of the other, I mean, I'll come to highlights and stuff as well, but like ice baths, like dunking myself in in reservoirs in like minus five degree temperatures and things like that, you know, but, but also I think the other, the other, the other hero there is, is obviously Annie. And then there's, there's Bonnie in there. I think she's going to, Bonnie, Bonnie's like, she's like a hero throughout on all of these because she's kind of the motivation to kind of do it, you know, to be a better person because she deserves me to be a better father, a better human being. Um, that's forceful motivation as well not just like inspiring she yeah it's pushing us to yeah. be better yeah and I, and I think if I didn't grow with her I'd get left behind yeah and I don't I don't want to feel like I'm, I'm kind of the the dead weight on the family so the soggy log the soggy log in the fire <laughs> yeah such a good analogy because I hate soggy logs when you hear them hissing in a fire piss me off um hero to others again I think the common theme here like I think I'd see myself as, as like a hero to you and Bonnie running throughout on all these elements not because I run around wearing a cape but just because I'm I'm always here for you mm. um, and a lot of what I, I'm doing and I'm striving to be better is is for you guys and also for myself yeah so I think as well in there, the hero to me is also myself. I have yeah. to I have to recognize myself as my own hero. Because if I hadn't actually identified the need to change, would I have ever? Yeah. Because change has to come from within. Yeah. You know, there's so there's only so much prodding and poking that you can do to, to get me to do it. But if actually the, the motivation comes from within, then it, it's far easier path. And then highlights oh so also here is to other so gonna remain we're gonna keep them anonymous but there's you know there's a couple of people that i maintain contact with yeah because i know they're not in the greatest states and it kind of the same the same with everything you know it kind of the ups and downs you yeah. know so i want to make sure i'm there for them with the downs and also celebrate the ups with them as well and i don't know whether they say that a hero is the right word but maybe all i'd want to be is just a good friend yeah don't want to leave them feeling like they're isolated because of treading the same paths you know just at different stages and so to be there and kind of provide a masculine point of view from the for the same same challenges and different circumstances and what I've learned hopefully it helps you know yeah and it's like Martin said at the conscious rave we went to we're all just walking each other home yeah and that is a Ramdas quote but I think that's so true we're all just walking each other home yeah and highlights for me well I'm actually feeling more energetic yeah <laughs> it's actually working I'm you know I used to have that sort of feeling where kind of walking into certain situations because of my energy levels I just feel like these internal shutters came down behind my eyes and that was just like I don't know how else to describe it but just kind of like this sort of sinking and sort of the eyes go dead because everything else behind it is sort of switched off and I don't get that anymore and I and I think physical energy has been a lot better 
you know, I think I've put in a lot of work in terms of, you know, what I eat, the supplements I'm taking are working. And since doing the hundred human experience, which we could, I could talk for hours on because it was, it was just, just brilliant. Been doing the ice bath, not frequently, not been doing them every day, but I'm not scared to go and dunk myself in a, in a reservoir with, with the air temperatures minus five. Um, and, and actually, to be honest, when you actually get in the water there, it's actually it's actually a, a relief because <laughs> the water's warmer. But that that actually has been a massive sort of health highlight for me as well, because you kind of go up there. I know a lot of people have ice baths in their back garden, you know, like an old bath or, you know, one of these custom made barrels or whatever they are. But I think there's something for me going to actual, you know, live body of water because you've got the elements nature. and nature and and there's been times I've been up there and it's just serene, it's calm. And you know, the waters, there's barely a ripple in the water and you sat in the water and you just feel this calmness, this serenity. And the, the last time actually I went up was one of these times and you just there and you, you have to focus on your breathing. But once your breathing's kind of sort of under control, you can kind of like have a look at and kind of appreciate really where you are. And just as I kind of got out, that time these two geese just kind of came had come swimming by because they come to see what I was doing you know they'd actually they were they were you know there was that sort of peaceful serenity and I just sort of felt like I was part of nature Nature. rather than some intruder and so these geese had kind of swum across just to sort of see what was going to going on literally just as I got out they were there where I was and they weren't scared off by me they just sort of sat sort of feeding about a couple meters down whilst I was getting dried and then other times where the wind's howling, you know, the waves are crashing and you're in the water and, and that's another, you, your energy kind of rises to match it. And there was one time I was just, I was, I was roaring into the waves, you know, <laughs> every outbreath was just a roar into the waves to kind of match the energy. It was brilliant, you know, and again, that kind of comes release, a release. exactly, yeah. you know, and that's, I think we're using, uh, certainly I took felt that you know using my voice like that has always been a bit of a um something to shy away from because I haven't had the right environment yeah you know environment's key and uh, I guess the other health how was had human experience I came back with a sore throat from that because I used my voice so much mm. it was brilliant but I met people you met from that and they said how bigger influence you were in their lives oh really you know yes just to acknowledge those people because you know, Dan can be like Mr. Miyagi, he's full of some like <laughs> wisdom. And what, what when you came back and I heard some of the advice you were giving, I was quite impressed. <laughs> Not advice, but just thoughts and sharing your kind of insights. Like insights and yeah. yeah. Just kind of that learning from the what's record. the biggest thing you took away from that about yourself? The, the power, like the, the power I have. Yeah. My potential. Yeah massive yeah unlimited like to think I'd sort of sit in an ice bath I was actually pretty scared about doing that you know I was pretty anxious yeah I sat in an ice bath like two minutes and got out and felt amazing like the transformational breath work as well all I was doing was breathing yeah but just this feeling the sensation and just kind of like this um sort of and it ended up being like a release as well because you kind of you know it's just brilliant I would I would thoroughly recommend anyone going on that Mm -hmm. Brilliant. Amazing. Hello. Just a little interruption to this episode. 
Now, if you're thinking, yes, Annie, I'm, I'm hearing all this and all these inspirational stories and it's my time. Like I want to make some changes. I know that I can feel so much better, but I don't know where to turn or where to start. Well, I just want to share with you that I am now taking on clients for my one-to-one coaching program for 2023. And honestly, like I believe there's time and what you choose to do with it. There's no right or wrong time. And if you're hearing this and it's resonating and you're listening to this episode, then that is happening for a reason. So I actually created my Energized Mother model with you in mind. Just to clarify, I don't work with new mums. When I say I don't, I do, but I don't per se just work with new mums. I tend to work with high functioning mums who are suffering in silence, who have kind of just got on with it for so long, and maybe abandoned themselves or sacrificed their needs in the process of raising their kids. And they realize they're living this kind of legacy of depletion, legacy of living in this kind of inner conflict of exhaustion and they just know they can feel so much better and they want to bet on themselves and raise their standards and step up for themselves so this proven four-month one-to-one breakthrough pathway is to help you transform unresolved trauma and what I mean by that these are the unconscious hidden things that are in our blind spot often and that are holding us back Sometimes there's really obvious things we've been through that have a huge impact on our identity and who we are and who we become. But often what I see is these drip fed moments that build up like sand that really impact our sense of confidence and self-worth and how we're able to honor ourselves and kind of be the agent in our life. So It's really about transforming those from the roots so that we can release those overwhelming emotions that tend to hijack us when curveballs come our way or our hormonal cycle. (laughs) And this is so that you are free and free is the word to live and parent with more peace, purpose and energy passing down wisdom and not wounds and that's what I really want for you if you are dedicated to changing the narrative for the next generation but also having a bit of fun and living your life in the process this is for you and I combine you've probably heard me on the podcast I combine my nutritional therapy and functional medicine approach and really looking at what's going on underneath the surface at the root and I have a whole load of tools in the toolbox here around functional testing that are open to you and on the other hand I combine that with my transformational coaching and hypnosis and NLP where we really get to do some incredible techniques that unless you experience them they're really hard to explain and actually go back to where these beliefs originated and this is where we do the magic and we can really release them and reframe them but also find the resources that you need to move forward that are normally hidden under life's layers of crap. (laughs) It is transformational. You can read on my website some of the reviews and testimonials and feedback. And I've put the link in the show notes for you to go and read that full page. You want to know a little bit more, but also please do reach out because we're all different. And this is a very individual kind of program based on you as an individual and it's very holistic so reach out if you want to know whether it's right for you and I would absolutely love to hear from you so the link is in the show notes go have a read drop me a message and we can have a chat let's make 2023 your year okay back to the episode so should we do career 
Yeah, we've got like 20 minutes. Okay. We'll do career and then we'll do a okay. part two, okay. but um, the, the juicy, the after leaving yeah, the cliffhanger <laughs> relationships and parenting. Yeah. Okay. And I'm sure there'll be like threads and other things that we kind of think of as we talk through career because it always does come back to us and our health and ourself. And I totally agree with your kind of. Can I just sorry, jump in there as well? I've got notes. That's part of my process to write things down. Physical training. I actually. Mm. maintained not um I would have obviously preferred it to be a little bit more consistent but I maintained some form of physical training two or three times a week for a good six seven months and it's only kind of back in October it's kind of dropped off and kind of need to pick it up again but that was massive that was huge like kind of for confidence building and also you know bringing back some of the elements of the energized self because it wouldn't have been if it hadn't been for the, the nutritional work with joe and the emotional work that kind of been doing myself and with your support is wouldn't have really done that it's all of it it's all the pieces together and it builds in itself you know you, you get and, and it just starts to sort of spiral momentum yeah. yeah i totally agree and actually you know our psychology and physiology are interconnected and I should mention, I also have been working out flex, flex. (laughs) Um, I work out my mouth a lot when I go and do my, (laughs) I was doing one session where you didn't, you actually didn't do any exercise. Well, yeah, that was probably just me talking. But what I will just say is, you know, credit to the fitness academy. I go to my classes. I had PT earlier in the year it really helped me build that or rebuild that muscle memory. And that, this is something I don't really talk about because it's not really my area, weight loss. But honestly, like doing that and giving myself the right nutrients, I have built muscle and it's allowed me to sustain myself over periods of time where I've not exercised. So generally, like with the way my brain works, I need to move every day. I need to exercise. I love walking and like you, I like to be in nature. That is my happy place. Mm-hmm. And I get a lot of clarity there and I just, I love it. But I, what I've really seen this year is at the beginning of the year, I was a lot fatter, like in, more inflamed, fluffy as I call it. And now I'm not, but I haven't been doing as much physical exercise as what I could have been, but I have maintained my weight and especially around my cycle where I've not been bloated or not had that extra weight gain that has been phenomenal really and I feel really relaxed that what I do in the kitchen and what I do in between has a huge impact that you can't exercise yourself your way out of a bad diet and I think that's just true but actually it's more than that being able to really target what I need and do the exercise and go with the flow with the exercise around the time of the month as well like that's been life-changing for me or I've noticed the results and I feel like it's just the beginning Mm -hmm. of really seeing what my body is capable of Um, but also just enjoying those walks and not having to push myself too much um cool Career. Mm. Any longer than 20 minutes. Okay, well, we'll, do, we'll do career. We'll do career. Okay. So I think for me, as I mentioned earlier, is it felt like everything was falling apart. At the end of the last year, I joined certain coaching programs and it became clear quite quickly um, they weren't meant for me. You know, there was kind of generic, I say generic advice, maybe it, it 
wasn't all bad. You know, there was some really good stuff in there, but it wasn't for me. And it comes back to this trying to fit myself into a box and it not working and kind of detaching from my own inner knowing and intuition and going with what I was told. And when you can't do what you're told, you feel like a failure. Like I wasn't being out, I wasn't showing up in the way that I was told to. So therefore felt like a failure. But at the same time, I was working in the corner of my bedroom. I was practically in the wardrobe, but not as far as Narnia. And I'd realized that I was spending a lot of time in front of a screen, which ain't good for me in my empathic ways. Like nature is charging and calming, but when I'm around electronics and kind of fake shit and um you know and and not moving that was having a really big influence on how I was feeling so I felt stuck because I wasn't moving and I was in front of a screen and I was trying to do something that wasn't working and I was in this box and at the same time my memory had like gone a while I was finding Dory I was trying to like manage all the gremlins of my hormonal cycle like the gremlins and managing my nervous system became kind of like a full-time job it was just really really hard so showing up and putting myself out there like I'm doing now it wasn't happening and at the end of last year I just pulled everything down like I put these master classes out I was going to do Christmas fuck it do it your way as like a series of master classes now done as a podcast and I just pulled it all down I had people signed up and I literally just took a step back and I did not go back on social media until I think around June maybe a bit before that I, I launched my podcast in June um just before Bonnie's birthday so just before that so I just take a took a complete step back from it and I think again positive that needed to happen for me to come back but what did happen there the remedy to my career was my health and myself it was focusing on that and rebuilding my focus understanding myself how I work and what I needed to feel good and then coming back from that new energy really trusting myself incidentally my mantra for the year is I trust my choices and really trusting myself and I think the heroes here were definitely Katie. Um, she's a spiritual psychic medium and business coach. I've worked with her for a long time. I'm not currently working with her. The only reason is, is financial because she gave me insights that I would just never be able to have got from anyone else. Um, you know, she's a psychic medium. So having her insights and input were profound and just this need for this level of acceptance of how um, things were. Like looking back, she took me through to my future self, looking back that I needed to have acceptance. So acceptance of what I couldn't change, but acceptance for what I can and what I had the power and potential to change. And then Gwen, who Gwen Warren, who's been on the podcast, sharing her incredible story. She you know I'm in her hub and she would just I'd have like 15 minute calls with her and what she said in those 15 minutes were just profound you know I remember her saying that all I need to do is just show up that I am my niche and it was just really like um confidence building and reassuring and then of course Lucy Sheridan now just at the end of this year I signed up to Lucy's good grow challenge which is really using social media as a business asset because I love Lucy and that's just a point there that, you know, you can have people with all the skills and Lucy has loads of them, but it has to be the right person. I would hang out with her. In fact, I did pay that money so I could go around to her house for lunch because you got that if you paid in full. Um, <laughs> 
So anyway, like I think a combination of me understanding myself, giving myself that time, taking a step back in order to kind of propel me forward. And then the right people coming into my life, like working with the right people and taking a bit from all of them. And then ultimately listening to myself and trusting myself and carving my own path forward. And obviously like a big highlight just to go on the highlight was launching my podcast because like Dan was saying, and it's so interesting because I think it's not just a female thing. It is male. When you were talking about the silencing and the self-silencing and keeping quiet and we're taught not to use our voice. I always thought that was more women, but you're right. It's not. Mm-hmm. And obviously this podcast came about because I want to prevent suffering in silence. I have suicide in my familial line on my maternal side and you know, pain that is not transformed is transmitted. And suicide is like a cluster bomb, you know, whether it happened directly to you or not, it leaves shards in those that are left behind. And it's for us to kind of heal those wounds. And a big part of that was silence, not feeling like you can speak up, you're trapped in the prison of your own mind and circumstances, and you feel like you have no way out. I think Glennon Doyle posted about this the other day, is that no one leaves home or leaves the land unless the water feels safer. But a big part of that is feeling like you have no choice, you have no voice, you can't speak up. You're in this kind of shame vortex and that takes you. So I want to end that. And it's interesting that we have both of us, now you can't shut me up, can you? Like both of us are speaking up more. We're using our our voice. Mm. We're more confident, but we're using it with very positive and good intentions to help and liberate others and spread some wisdom and insight and share stories and, you know, some of the knowledge we have. And for me, that has been life-changing. And it was Katie, psychic medium, who said on one of my readings, one of my final readings at the, I think it was the end of last year, Spirit was holding up a microphone that like, you need to start a podcast. And here I am. Well, so, so it's build on what you're saying about people using their voices. Is also creating a safe space for that. Mm. Because this was a frequent conversation that we had when I was away in the 100 Human Experience in, in October, was that you wouldn't have these conversations with people around the water cooler or the coffee machine at work. Yeah, because it's not safe. Yeah, but when you're in that environment, your whatever comes out, you know, can be contained. Yeah, and I think that is, I think that's critical for for that you know for for the reversal or whatever you want to call it of the self silencing. Yeah, you know, to to kind of is create if you don't have a safe space to to speak, go and find one, or like you've done, create one. Well, this is, comes on to you and you being a hero in this, because it makes me think about Brené Brown's comment where she said, you can never, ever, ever put yourself in someone else's shoes and think you know how they feel. The only way you will ever understand fully how someone feels is if you listen to them and they tell you their story. But not only that, you believe them. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of the time we don't feel that people will believe us or understand us or be able to hold 
this discomfort and we keep quiet because we don't want to make other people uncomfortable it's like you're being at the school playground someone say how are you doing oh I'm fucked I've fallen apart like okay bye I'm just gonna collect my child um you know it's like rabbit in headlights they don't know how to react we don't know how to react and and how often do we use that swear word that mediocre shitty state that we who wants to be fine fuck fine you know, we don't want to be fine. We want to be fabulous or fucked up. We don't want to be like in that gray area. Or maybe sometimes we do. We just want a bit of balance. But I think the point is being able to vocalize. And even the school playground might be a bad analogy because that's like you said, it's not safe mm-hmm. necessarily. We need to create pockets of like safety and the environments where it is okay. Because as long as we have that, we can go out into the world and have the more surface level and you know conversations that we don't have to share our deepest, darkest feelings, but we do need a place where we can. And I can't remember, oh goodness, like I just can't remember the full quote, but it's something along the lines of what, what you're not talking about, like the secrets, what you can't talk about is what eats you up. Mm-hmm. It's what we silence that becomes us in a way yeah, and consumes us. So now you can't shut me. Like it is my job. And I think also, Dan, I said to you, I had this massive revelation that I can actually get paid and make a living from talking, from doing what I love ultimately is what I mean by that. And I never thought that before. I thought I had to work really hard and have loads of clients and be like busting my ass and working but actually when you start doing what you love it's amazing what unfolds and like the universe again what opportunities come your way and public speaking is something that I've done and I want to do more of and already I've had like interest in doing a festival next year which I'll tell you all about and and doing more live events and taking the podcast on the road and it's really amazing how when you get in your flow of what you love, the opportunities that come to you, and obviously you create from that as well, but it's believing that it's possible. And probably one of the biggest things I'm going off track a little bit is going my own way, is disrupting my normal and going my own way. I think that is a pattern that's gone through every area of my life. And a new anthem. Uh-huh. Is it Fleetwood Mac? Go yeah. Your yeah. You have to play it on repeat. I need a T-shirt. I know somewhere (laughs) I can get one. More clothes. So I think heroes have mentioned the coaches and there's probably been more. And you as well, because you've supported me. Dan has supported me and allowed me to grow and evolve my business. And he's stuck with me. And it takes time. It takes time, but it takes a lot of trust, doesn't it, that's going to work out. And you believe that it would, even in those hard financial kind of times. And look, it is working. A year later, it is working, isn't it? No, I know. I know. And I think I've got this. So recently I did this vision workshop and I've actually got written down here. I've got this. I got. I got this out for my accomplishments. What did I accomplish over the last sort of twelve to eighteen months? And what uh, I've got here, the first bit's not not really that significant, but it is. But it's not. It's, I've supported Annie. Bit that's significant is, and she's now beginning to fly. Yeah. You know. So that I think. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> I mean, what a, 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 this kind of almost but neatly segues into my sort of hardship with career, which was uh, me sucking it. But I felt like sucking it to the man that I've, I've been doing. You know, I've been doing this job for the money, and it's and it has allowed us to kind of grow in the last 100%. twelve to eighteen months. You know, 
despite it all, you know, despite you know, the hardship for my career is actually having having a career. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and finally, it's so hard to step away because it just doesn't doesn't fuel my fire. It's mm-hmm. just it's it's kind of going through the motions, kind of doing it because it needs to be done. Mm. not because I love it not because I enjoy it it's familiar I know I know where I am with most of it now yeah wouldn't wouldn't have made it this far in in sort of my career if if I you know wasn't very good at it but that's certainly been my career hardship is knowing that what I'm doing as a career does not float my boat does not like light my fire doesn't Dr. Rongan said this when I went to see him in Edinburgh and he gave me three hugs, um, is that just because you're good at something doesn't mean you're passionate for it. Exactly. I mean, the, the, my career is a, is, a, is a textbook example. Academic. Academic, good at it. But actually, passion lies outside that. It lies with something far more fulfilling. Yeah. You know, actually creating stuff, building stuff, helping people, you know, facilitating change. That's what I'm all about. Yeah. I love that. Oh, <laughs> I just want to hear yours, but I, I probably just said it, but my highlight was my podcast launch and speaking my truth and dancing to the beat of my own drum and trusting it and also trusting my choices. I'm sure I think of more, but go on to you. Yeah, so obviously career hardship, that was it. Heroes to me, again, kind of, <laughs> I have to acknowledge myself yeah. in that, being my own hero, um, because... Despite it all, I've still managed to kind of work and then also do everything else alongside it as well. You know, I've managed to find the balance and it has been, it has teetered both ways, you know, too much work, um, too much outside work, things like that. And, you know, we've managed to find the balance. And one of the accomplishments I noticed as well is that, you know, actually managed to take time off this year. I remember last October, Bonnie's first ever half term, we weren't in a position where we could, I could take the, the time off. Yeah. So, although we went on holiday, I worked. Yeah, that's right. Um, but a totally different story this year. And then again, you and Bonnie is kind of career heroes, you know, because I'm doing it for you and you guys, you guys pay it back. You know, you, you give me something to do it for. And it's a life coach, baby. <laughs> but no, I think I think it's it's the joy, it's the connection, you know. Yeah. And yes, I do, you know, I struggle to kind of shift the color like a bit of a funk, come out of that shed, probably having having worked in you know in front of a computer for all a whole day to shift it and then come back and sort of be the family man. That has been sometimes really hard. It's actually taken a bit of you know conscious effort to shift that. And another hero to me was was everyone who facilitated something at 100 Human Experience with, with Tony Riddle because that gave me tools and sort of tools to create the space to change my state so that I wasn't dragging sort of that hardship career. <laughs> I don't know how else to describe it, that career hardship back into the house to sort of then be the sort of, leave the you know the, the sort of like the downtrodden career man outside the door and bring in the sort of the the uplifting yeah uplifted family man in through the door um hero to others well I mean you, you said it I, I I felt like I have I wouldn't call myself, you are a hero I wouldn't call myself a hero though 
you're an ally you're a teammate yeah it's like yeah but and it is a teammate because I was just thinking that like one of my kind of reoccurring patterns of feeling down was feeling helpless and ineffective because I was earning no money whilst I was trying to rebuild my nervous system and bloody bloody blah and be the mum and do all the things um but that felt me made me feel disempowered but like you said that we support each other and we're in it together even though it can feel isolating and we can feel like a failure individually actually we are in it together and it's being able to receive help I think for me receive love and actually receive that look that's okay because we're building an empire we're building a legacy Rome weren't built in a day and when we look at the vision and we look at the journey and we look at the bigger picture this is fine this is a chapter in that and you're my hero and support whereas that flips back in other areas as well so I think that's like that's so true Mm -hmm. we support each other yeah, I think with the sort of the, the teammate, the the ally is a, is a is a good one because I can't remember the full quote, but basically we're standing in the arena together. Yeah, that uh, Theo Roosevelt, you've probably is it Theo? Yeah, Brené Brown, the man in the arena. It's not the doer of deeds; it's the man in the arena, yeah. the critic. It's not the critic that counts. Yeah. Yes. It's us. Well, we're you know we are in the arena together, True. and we are going to know victory or defeat. Hell yes. And our yeah. face will get mad every day by Bonnie, <laughs> literally. She well, yeah. Jackson, he kept me in the nose the other day. But I think this is so, so true. And um, yeah, sorry, had you? No, and then I'm um, just the highlight for me is the clarity over future vision, yes. future, future career. You know, like I want to build stuff. I, I kind of not only want to leave like a, well, let's all call it an emotional legacy, which is, you know, how I've allowed other people to feel or change how they felt mm-hmm. but also you know physical legacy like build stuff that's going to stand for 100 years that type of thing love them. and that might be you know that might be physical it might be something tangible or it might be numerous generations of a family that have that have come to something that, that we've created which then ripples down changes the path of their lives which changes the path of their kids and the grandkids and that again, you know, could be something that stands for hundreds of years. Yeah. Again, you know, makes me think of the six stonemasons, which um I have actually shared in a podcast before. But like the first one is basically just doing a job because he's doing a job. Oh, yeah. yeah. But the sixth one, which makes me think of you, is building a place where people will worship for many years to come. And I, yeah, and, and I think it's, I think well, sorry, yes, but it's like worship themselves. You know, it's, it's well, actually, that was just an example. Yeah, they were building some kind of spiritual kind of um, building, yeah, like a church. Sort of church or something. But but the first one was just doing it because he had nothing else to do. The second was doing it to earn money. The third one was so they were all doing the same job. The third the third one was doing it to kind of give back a bit and it, it just we got into values the further you got in you get into these deep kind of values and legacy like you said and that legacy is to live now it's not just to work all your life to a point like Frank Turner says to yeah. save up for something that you hate you know we're actually we're living it now there's no rehearsal yeah, yeah. so you yeah, know absolutely yeah so I think you know the highlights for me is, is, is all centers around the sort of the the, the future but also I think other kind of highlights for me was, you know, I did that oak timber framing course in April, mm. gifted myself a Christmas present to go on that course in April. And that that was brilliant. Loved that. But also it's given me inspiration as well, because that was that was a group of 
like eight eight blokes like and you know actually physically building something learning something along the way also then if you if you add into that element just a safe space to talk mm. as well as as well as build something you've got like a pretty powerful kind of potent kind of environment for change and add in as well outside of that some of the things that we did at 100 human experience and i think there's like a really quite powerful like blueprint for something and and i think it's more it's more i want to explore on that and how it's actually going to work but i think you know having having them having like a you know a group like a kind of a men's council men's circle but actually have something physical to show for it at the end of it it'd be pretty good using your hands and connecting your head and your heart in the process yeah i I think it's 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 quite niche (laughs) i think it's quite niche but i think um you know it's going to be powerful yeah it is you feel it and you know and people need it yeah. You know, creativity and being able to talk and come together and, like you said, build these, build things that are going to leave that legacy. They'll be standing from years to come. Like, my daddy built this. Like, that is cool. That yeah. is awesome. We Before we just wrap up, we can't leave this conversation without mentioning the Galloping Gut Hut. <laughs> because the Galloping Gut Hut is a trailer we bought two years over a year ago lockdown wasn't it in lockdown and when was lockdown was that 2019 or 2020 can't remember it all blurs into whatever um whenever it was yes we haven't talked about that but we'll bring it in at some point um is to convert it into this kind of coffee trailer forward slash kombucha forward slash therapy trailer where we can just go around therapizing people with our magic and wisdom at festivals at festivals but the idea is that me and dan come together and bonnie she's going to take the money yes and and you can't forget katie in that because you had a reading with katie and katie told you that like it just lit up when we said the galloping gut hut, that that's something we really have to do. And I think the kind of thing that's come out of this and these greater insights is that we're we're strongest when we're working together and we can still have our own little projects. Like I'll always have my Energized Mother coaching and my programs and my podcast and you with your building and stuff, I ain't getting involved there. Nails and wood isn't my thing. But there is power in what we can actually do as a team. And I think Dan and I, want that more congruence and unity and spending quality time together in nature connecting with people having fun like we want more of that it's the simple stuff and the galloping gut hut is one of the ways that we think we're gonna get there and it's a passion project it's fun it's gonna be fun it's gonna be fun you need some fun it satisfies my desire for building something working it out and actually having something to show that at the end of it i did that and it satisfies your dream, your vision that you had way back when you were in college. Yes, I was going to share my private password to something, but one of our passwords to our college work is the gut hut, because back in 2012, I came up with the idea <clears throat> that one, I love working with gut health, and I still do, that when I'm qualified, which I am, obviously now, I'd be working in my gut hut in the garden. <laughs> Now, the gut has manifested as a horse trailer, which makes sense in our story. We haven't talked about Fargo, the pony. Um, But, yeah, it all comes together. So that is exciting. Now, before we leave, I just need your advice 
I was going to say your advice to your former earlier kind of 2022 self, but what would you give to people listening around their health and their career? Um, what would be your words of wisdom to share? And then I'll do mine. But don't be scared of change. Change comes with risks. But I think if you look at where you do take risks in life and what skills and attributes that gives you, I think you just need to map them across to the area that's really holding you back. And if that is if that is work, career, like me, then you've got what you need. You know, the fact that you're actually sort of thinking about changing and you've got a vision and you've got a dream, then you've got what you need to bring it, bring it to life. And I think just be brave. We're not here to play small. We're here, we're here to live big. Live big, baby. Yeah. Uh, off the back of that my I, I always when I was younger and going out and crazy Annie oh, yeah. I used to be called crazy Annie yeah, um my motto was go big or go home yeah but I think now I'm actually um rekindling that kind of adolescent me because she she did she went for it and I need more of her courage and bravery and almost naivety in a way that we can overthink our ways out of things. So my advice is like, ride or die. We're only at Metallica. We're only here once. It's go for it. But bear in mind, Dan is the more logical balance. I am the more like ADHD. I want to be a rock star on stage. Um, go for it. Like trust yourself. The big one is disrupt your normal and have the courage have the courage to go your own way. I always say that like being a good girl is bad for your health. You have to be the rebel. You have to go against the tide. You have to look within and prioritize your health. That is our greatest wealth. Start there, start where you are. Look at yourself from an individual holistic perspective and then ride or die, mm. go your own way, give it a chance give it time and as well as enjoying the kind of present moment and the kind of mini missions that you live by each day and honoring yourself and your health and your family don't forget the bigger picture allow yourself to dream and like you shared your mantra mine is trust my choices I would say that to you trust your choices and these small acts they build up they build up each day don't they I think it starts small one day what is it you can do like every day, something small that builds towards that bigger goal. Yeah. And, so, and, you know, you can you can take goal setting, like smart objectives, all that sort of stuff and, you know, break it down small day by day. What can you do? And builds up. The big thing that you said there is bet on yourself. Absolutely. Break, you bet back, on yourself. You can't back yourself. Who can you back? Fuck yeah. <laughs> you know? I think that is a good place to leave this. So we've gone over this a long. You talk a lot, boy. Um, <laughs> late for my haircut. okay yeah you need to go and have your hair um so we'll be back next week to talk about the second part of this which is the juicy relationships and parenting welcome yeah. bonnie breen the destroyer oh, of okay. world yeah. okay have a great week let me know if this has resonated i'd love to hear your reflections what have you taken from this and please do get in touch um if you'd like to chat to me about how i can support you in 20 23 or Daniel whether you want him to help you out or your husband or your partner but also if you need a shed building or you need something erecting in the garden get all the house give us a call or <laughs> let the Ghostbusters the dream team okay for all your emotional and creative needs yeah 
Okay, brilliant. Have a great week and I'll be back next week. Bye.